Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you here today for another amazing guest interview. You are going to hear from Ashley Carlson and we are going to be diving in to all things delegation from both sides of the coin, right? So we're gonna be talking about how do you get your clients to delegate and how do you figure out what and help them identify what should be delegated to you and how to get them to let things go when it might be a hard thing to do. And then also on the flip side of that, If you are at a place in your business where you are looking to outsource, where you are looking to delegate to somebody else, how do you find that right person? How do you figure out what should be delegated first or what should be let go? And you're also going to hear Ashley's inspiring story of how she was able to take this idea of wanting to start this business and grow it to where it is today. It's super inspiring. It's so motivating. So I love getting to share and highlight women who took the leap and decided to have a life and a business that supports what they truly want and they truly value. So let's go ahead and dive out into the show and go meet Ashley. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Ashley, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to be here too. Awesome. Well, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to my audience in your own words and tell us a little bit about you, your business, and uh, what you do today. Absolutely. So my journey started in, um, I guess, a career of hospitality and uh, sales. I was a catering sales manager, travel agent. That's kind of where my whole career was. And then when I was about to have my son, I realized that I really just didn't want to work six days a week anymore in a corporate um, industry. And the remote work was not really as flexible as it is as it now as it is now. And so I stumbled upon and spent all these, you know, hours online looking for a remote job and stumbled upon what was called a virtual assistant. And I had no idea what this was. And it really um, intrigued me because it allowed me to do a lot of what my former career was, which was travel planning. Um, I did lots of admin in my, you know, former before college and all of that. And it allowed me to do all of the things that I love doing and stay home 
with my son and be a lot more flexible. And so that was, let's see, that was in 2017. And here we are in 2023. And now I have a team of 12 employees and we are virtual executive assistants supporting small business owners and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and C-level execs of larger companies as well. We have a very similar story. It's <laughs> it's funny. I, I'd be interested to know because I I stumbled on being a virtual assistant. And the reason why I wanted to try it was because I had tried so many other things to yeah. <laughs> make money from home. It was like, I was constantly like, that was my like top Google search. I think of 2018 is like how, like ways to make home at, money from home as a mom, how do you make, you know, and it's, you're, tr you're totally right on now after the past couple of years, remote work is totally yeah. a thing. And so many people work remotely, but even back then there really wasn't a ton of options. And I, I tell people, I'm like, I tried all of the things. The only thing I did not try was DoorDash, but that wasn't a thing when I was, <laughs> yes. and maybe it was, but I, and I, I'm in such a small town too, that like, there's only, I think there's only like three restaurants around here that do DoorDash <laughs> and Uber wasn't a thing. But again, too, you're, you're looking for something that can give you that flexibility that you want, but also to be at home with your kids. And there's not a ton of options out there. Um, and I think for a lot of moms, they're, they're in that place where they're like, well, there's no options for me. So I just have to suck it up and do it, even though this is what I, right. I don't want to do. Um, so you, back, I just want to back up. So you started your business. You already had your first son or what was I was, I was in on maternity leave at the very end of my pregnancy and really trying to figure out, okay, do I really want to go back? Like I said, I was working six days a week. There was not flexibility to do any, you know, remote at home days. It was all, no, you had to be in the office. And I just didn't want that. I wanted the flexibility of being able to be at home with him. Um, and, you know, be, be a part of raising him, but also I didn't want to not work. That wasn't an option for me either. I really enjoy working. I really enjoy bringing home money for my family and also being able to, I don't know, flex, flex my brain, you know, be something besides mom. And so that was, it was important to me to find something that allowed me to do both. Um, which again, in 2017 was not as accessible as it is now. So yeah. um, it was hard, but I stumbled upon what I think was the perfect situation for me. And um, it brought me to where I am today, where now we have a team of moms who want to work from home part time. And now I'm able to provide that same type of situation for, for others as well. So walk us through what that, like those beginning stages, because I think that's probably the hardest for a lot of people who listen to this podcast is they've been listening for a while. They love the idea of being a virtual assistant, of being able to create their own schedule, to work around their family, to be able to provide an income for their family at the same time. But those beginning stages feel like a mountain. It feels like I don't even know where to begin. How am I going to find the time to do this? So I always love hearing other people's perspective of how they were able to make it work. Um, in especially like during different stages. So you had a newborn, you were trying mm -hmm. to get this business off the ground. So I'd love just to hear from you what that was like and things that helped you during that time to get your business off the ground and running and then eventually grow it to where it is now. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it is so crazy to think back on those days where you have a newborn and you remember, like, do you remember when you would like, when you did have a client, right, you would schedule meetings for nap time Mm because that's when you could do a meeting. And then of course, that's never when the baby was napping. Um, And so I just, it's so funny those days you look back and I was just talking to someone this morning actually about how um, cause she has now a toddler at home and now they're, you know, roaming around and they're getting into things. And I was like, you know what, take the stress off of trying to work all day while also taking care of your baby all day. You can't, you can't do both well at the same time. So that for me was, it was probably a very, it took a very long time for me to get there, but I took the pressure of working while momming congruently like literally at the same time in the same room and I started to do more of like spurts right so I would have a few hours where I was mom a few hours when I was working and it really allowed me to be more fully present and also take like the guilt off of when you're working you're guilty you feel guilty you're not playing and when you're playing you feel guilty you're not working so um that was one of my biggest lessons learned and it it took a very long time for me to get there um but as far as like jumping in for me, luckily I had, you know, like the blessing of my husband and, um, family supporting me, um, for kind of taking this leap and seeing if it, if it would work out. And, um, I, my very first job was actually through an agency. So very similar to the situation now that I have that I own and it allowed me to get kind of get comfortable with what, what does this job look like? Right. Um, get the skill set and get the confidence because you have, right, when you get a client, it's your first call. It's kind of like doing your first day of work over and over again, right, on these first client calls. And you're really trying to soak in the knowledge of who this person is, how they work, how their business works, and where do you fit in. Um, And so really just gaining practice on getting to know someone and how to work with them and support them remotely because that is always, it is very different than supporting someone who you walk by their desk and can see them all the time. So um, that really helped me kind of get my bearings. And um, I did that for four years. Um, and I got clients elsewhere outside of that once I was more familiar with what it looked like. But that really helped me, again, just like build that confidence and build that like foundation. Um, and then I ended up, I'm a third generation entrepreneur. And so I feel like eventually I just said, you know what, I think I'm going to try this all on my own. And so that's where that all got started. <laughs> that's such a, an amazing story to hear. And just, just to hear like the real piece of it too, because it is, it, it can see, I, I know too, like I, I do always try to be realistic. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to stray people away from this because it, it truly has changed my life. But I also don't try to sugarcoat it and say like, it's easy and you can do it all. And like, yeah. you know, all sometimes what we see glamorized on social media, like I do like to tell it like it is. And, and especially in the beginning, if you have little ones around, it's going to be hard. And like you said, working all day for a lot of moms, a lot of people starting this business, it's not feasible. It's not happening. Sometimes they're juggling, like starting this on the side and the full-time job. And then you, you have kids, like you can't just like a lot of them are little and you can't just um, sit right. in front of a TV all day and say like, okay, fend for yourself. I'm going to be up in the office yeah. working. <laughs> um, 
And so similar to me, like I, it's, it's so funny. We were talking before we press record because now I'm in a different stage of my life where now I do have all day. I've never had that before. I've only ever built my business in these small chunks and windows of time. And I'll constantly have people ask me how I do it. And I think because that was the only way that worked for me, I just was super efficient during that time because I had to, like, I knew this time, like nap time, it's going to come and go like before I know in blink of an eye and I can't just show up, like get in front of my computer and be like, okay, what am I doing today? Like I had to be super focused. Um, and that, like you said, it allowed me to like be focused working when I was working and then also turn off because it can, like, it is a really great flexible job for you if you're a mom to be able to be there for your kids. But it also, because it's like you're at home, I don't know if you struggled with this, but in the beginning too, like those lines were constantly being blurred of like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to go do these quick things. Like this client needs something like, I'll just do this real quick. And I, you know, when you go to a job, it's like, you're at the job, you do the work, you come home, there's this, that separation. Um, so I don't know if you even experienced that of like trying, like the lines being blurred of like, well, I can, I can work during this time. Um, and like trying to find that balance of it all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what I was alluding to is I felt like I was trying to work while play, right? And like entertain while working. And my attention was so split that I knew that it just, I became very, I felt like I was always working or always momming together. And so then it felt like at the end of the day, what did I even do? Or you're trying to book like a flight for somebody and like, you can't mess that up and I can't be distracted. And so it was like, I needed to get better at, at like, like you said, really structuring my day in a way that like I could get 20, 30, 40, whatever minutes of focus time to be able to get through whatever the list was and then step away and play and give that dedicated time. And then, you know, really, I think that that allowed me to still get just as much work on, honestly, if not more, because when you're doing, when you're trying to do both, it was the the amount of inefficiency was crazy. So I Mm -hmm. feel like that just, it really, that was a huge shift for me as far as like when you are working as a freelancer by your, like solo, right? You don't have a team to delegate to or anything. And so for me, when you are one person who's trying to do it all and you want to do both well, like that's why you, you know, got in, into what you were doing. Right. And so I think just coming up with a way of your in to allow your day for you to be both and do both well. And it just feels so much better for, for you, as far as like the role you're in for work and the role you're in for being a mom. And yeah, so that was just, that was huge for me to, to kind of figure that out. And always know that every day is probably not going to go exactly the way you plan because not only you're dealing with a baby who will, you know, throw things off every day, but also you're dealing with businesses who also have days where things go haywire. So just giving a lot, a lot of grace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So the other thing that we, you, before we press record that we were going to talk about, which I think is really an interesting take on this is you get into the world of being a virtual assistant, you have these clients and switching that role of like them delegating to you, like what, you know, how should you be asking for things? Should I just be waiting for the clients to come to me? Can you talk to us a little bit about that process and how that, how that evolved for you too? Because like you said in the beginning, those first couple of times, it's, it's scary. You're, Mm -hmm. it's different than when you're in an employee role where you walk in and 
somebody else is saying like, these are the, you know, these are the job requirements. This is what you need to do. And you know that going into it. But sometimes with clients that can be a little, there's, there's more uh, finesse to it, if you will. So I would love for you to, to share a little bit about how, how you can effectively get your clients to delegate to you in a way so that you don't have to feel like you're constantly chasing them around and they can feel like, wow, this was a really um, good use of my time and money to hire this person. Yeah, absolutely. So oftentimes what we run into in our world of virtual support is the people who are looking for us, someone like us to help them in their business, they oftentimes do not have a clear job description. They do not have a clear idea of exactly what they want you to do and how they want you to do it. They just know they need help. And so a lot of what your job is when you get that first client is to be able to identify exactly what it is that they need help with. So there's a few things that that we do now at Elevate that um, I learned through my years and which is why we implement them now. So one of the things is we ask our clients to, in their onboarding process, to do a brain dump exercise. And what this is, is literally we want everything on your list that you do that doesn't have to be done by you anymore. So in an ideal world, if you can, you know, Take everything on that you are doing on a daily basis that is taking up your time as a business owner, write all that down and then like highlight or however they work, but like give us the list of what that is that doesn't have to be done by you. And granted, this is going to be a list of probably 47 things that you can't get done in a day. So also you need to set those expectations of this is a brain dump exercise. So the first thing is, is maybe you get this list um, and now you go through with them what is going to be the biggest list lift for you immediately? Like what's the highest priority? So now you have a wish list. Um, and again, making sure that they understand you're not going to get all, this isn't like just dump it all and you get it done in a week. But what this is, is now let's pull out, let's say three things um, that I can start taking over in the first couple of months of working with you. And then you dive really deep into those three to five things, obviously, depending on how heavy of a lift they are. And you dive really deep. You ask a lot of questions. How do you currently do it? Um, What isn't working well? What is working well? Um, What platforms are you using when you do this? Um, How does that feel? Sometimes it feels really clunky to them and you realize, well, I can probably streamline this for you. Um, Ask a lot, a lot of questions on how they currently get it done and how if they could ideally get it done, right? Um, ask the, what they expect of the results. You want to make sure that the when they delegate to you, they, they feel like they're completely handing it over to you and it will be successful. Because it's very scary. Now I know I'm in those shoes as a business owner to delegate to someone and no, not know whether or not it's going to turn out okay. Because we know like, well, if I'm doing it, I know it'll get done exactly the way I want. So it does feel scary. So if you can ask those really in-depth questions um, and let them know, I'm going to ask a lot of questions because I want to make sure this is getting done right. I think that sometimes people get annoyed with questions, but if you set it, we always like even at Elevate, we set it up. I let them know your EA is going to ask a lot of questions in the beginning. And that's because we care about it getting done right for you and your business. So let them know that and set that expectation um, that you're going to ask a lot of questions, that you're going to find three to five things to take off their plate in the beginning, and that the rest of that list, you're going to start chipping away at once that initial foundation is set. 
Um, you don't want to over promise to take on a lot of these things that you've never done before. Um, whether you've done these exact things for another business, you still have not done it for this business. So you're basically stepping in brand new. So I think just really setting those clear expectations um, and asking a lot of questions in the beginning. Yeah, I think it can. You're totally right. The two things that you said that I wanted to touch on that I loved um, was that it can it can feel like if I ask a question, then that makes me look not like that I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm doing. And I, I think to even like explain that process of like in the beginning, I'm going to ask a lot of questions because I want to make sure that I get it right, that you're checking it over to make sure that if, I, if there's any feedback. And then, you know, even setting that expectation of, as we get, as we continue working together, you know, some of these checks and balances that we do, I even know for my business, like there's, and you know, in the beginning I was checking over a lot of things of things that I hired out. Like I was checking over graphics every single time and I was checking over the copy and the show notes because mm -hmm. we're, we're learning each other. We're learning, you know, they're learning my style. I'm learning how they work. And then now we're at a place where even if I do check it over, I don't, I, I know the work that they are producing that I, it's, it's a quick glance or it's a, Hey, you know what? Like I trust you keep moving with it. And then the other thing that I loved, which even got my brain thinking even more was that like brain dump list and categorizing, okay, what are the, you know, top three things that we really can tackle that feel like a heavy burden to you. And then the other list is such a great place to move into. Once you get into the, like you said, the groove of working on those right. things, that's a really great place to say like, Hey, I know in the beginning you had mentioned that this was also something that you really wanted off your plate. How about this next month? I take it on. And it's, it, it allows that relationship to grow with you so that you can continue to like expand that workload, um, and grow your income. So I, I love that exercise. Um, I hope everybody takes that and runs with it because not only is it going to be really great for the client. Cause like you said too, somehow I've known this when I've hired like I need help. I don't really, I don't really know where I need help. I just know that I need help or right. it, they're like bigger buckets. They're not these mm -hmm. actual, like I can put this down and like, Hey, I need somebody to like make sure this email gets sent out every single week. Like somebody needs to go in and input it and schedule it. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's not those tangible things. Um, so I'm sure for the clients as well, sitting down and doing that can be super eye opening for them because they might okay. be surprised with what things come out. Um, so yeah, those were two amazing tips. Thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, as a VA, when you first start working with a client, there is that, like you mentioned earlier, like you don't want to just sit and wait for them to give you something because event because of the fact, like I said earlier, you're not in front of them every day there. Mm -hmm. So if we're sitting and waiting, sometimes they're just going to go do the doing because they forget, you know, they're, they're not yet in the habit of, oh, wait, let me send this to, you know, so-and-so first. Um, so they're not yet in the habit of doing that. So if you can get this whole list of things that are like bogging them down their brain, you know, it's, it's, what is that called? Brain drain, right? So they're really, oftentimes they're overwhelmed just because of all the, all the small and big things floating around in there without like a home. And so you're allowing them to, to get a home on all these things that'll get done. And when you are in a good flow of what, and you're, you're taken care of and are in a good flow with all those top priority things you start, you uh, established in the start, now you can outreach to them. Maybe you haven't heard from them in a day or two. So you can say, Hey, I'm in a good flow. Um, I know, you know, let me go back to this thing that you mentioned in the very beginning. And so 
that way it doesn't always come down to you just waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. and make a note also something else that we do make a note of every like quarter around the end of every quarter, whatever meeting you have with your client around that time, we always ask a question, like in addition to our normal check in, we will always say, Hey, Q4 is coming up. What is your focus in Q4? And how can I help you get there? That sometimes shifts the perspective of, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, we have these, these goals for the business. And as a business owner, they're focused on, you know, maybe sales or yada, yada. But and they forget that, like, that's also something I can help you with. You know, I'm not going to make sales calls necessarily. But what does that process look like? And how can I support you? Right. So sometimes it's, it's just getting there, what they're working on out periodically. So kind of like you're almost kind of having that initial conversation, that brain dump, you're trying to reignite that every quarter. Um, And here, try to listen to what they are talking about, what they're focused on. And you should be able to hear, Oh, I can help with that part. I can help with that part, you know, Um, and tell them that. And I'm after a while, that's going to build the relationship to be where eventually the, the client is just going to go to you for everything because they're just going to trust you. Right. And they're going to build that. Oh yeah. I can ask her to do that. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and like what you were talking about too is, and that's something that I, I feel like it's almost like you, you don't think about it in the moment because I think you're Mm -hmm. so used to that employee mindset. But being yeah. the proactive one, being yes. the one that's saying, hey, how, how is everything feeling? Like I, I was an elementary teacher. So I was constantly either reflecting or asking for feedback. Like mm-hmm. ask, even asking my students, like, how did that, like, did that make sense to you? Like, how can I, you know, I wanted to always make sure. So like asking mm-hmm. for feedback or asking for how things are going, like it doesn't necessarily have to mean like, they're going to say like, oh, everything's terrible. Like it's time to let you go. Like, thank you for bringing that mm-hmm. to my attention. But being proactive and asking that because they, uh, for a lot of business owners too, when they're hiring a virtual assistant, it might be their first hire. And like you said, they might not be used to having somebody to go to. So when you say like, hey, I'm in a good rhythm with things. I would really love to take, you know, a couple more things off your plate. I have some availability. You know, don't be afraid to ask that or don't be afraid to say like, um, I have a a spot available. Um, if you know of anybody who could also use the, that support, like being proactive with that and kind of taking the reins can really help your business to grow. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about um, was that you have a lot of people that now you have on your team that you employ. Um, how how does your team work now with working with multiple clients? Because I think that can another be another thing that can be a hangup is how am I going to manage all of these clients, you know, say I have four or five clients and I'm working in, you know, one, one day I'm working on this product and the next day it's Mm -hmm. like another client. Um, do you have any tips for like kind of compartmentalizing those and making sure that you can really give the focus attention to each one of those clients? Yeah, that's such a great point. That was also one of my big learning lessons when I was solo. And one of the big factors of me starting to hire a team, honestly, is because I got to, I think it was five clients and while they weren't a lot of hours individually, it was a lot of businesses to know and to know really well, right? And so you just start to feel too split. Um, and you start to realize, I guess, how much information your brain can hold. Um, and so for me, uh, with our team now, we try to give them no more than three clients. Um, and our goal then is to just 
grow the number of hours per each of those clients. So really just grow the hours in that show kind of like I said before, what I was describing before, really increase how much we are able to do for them by suggesting things, by finding new ways to support them. Because in the end, that is ultimately our goal is to support their business and to allow the business owner to meet whatever their next goal is, or maybe just take a vacation, right? So um, ultimately, like that's kind of our goal is to to have less number of clients uh, per team member and more hours each. So that way they are more effective. Um, some of our team members only have like two clients because they're so large. Um, and then we also have support EAs. So they are um, not client-facing. They're truly just taking care of maybe the back-end stuff. So that could be booking travel, that could be doing research, data entry, things like that. So um, we've also built for those larger retainers. So that'll take a bit of the the lift off of our um, lead EAs. But one of the things that we talk about often, um, and we've even brought in specialists to do team trainings on it is time management, because the exact that's the exact thing that you just talked about. And just really honestly, like flipping the hats back and forth between clients. So for example, setting up different Chrome profiles for each client and minimizing the Chrome profiles that you are not working on so that way you're not distracted and um, constantly being torn between you know um, different clients and and it's it's the names, it's the systems, it's that you know you really are holding and operating so differently for each client. And so really trying to have dedicated focus time um, on each client. And so some of our, all of our team members, I think work in different ways as far as managing that, but we've brought in like multiple experts. We've done, um, you know, team meetings where we just talk about the way, every way that, um, everyone does it. And so it kind of is like, take what works for you, leave the rest type of thing. And it's a lot of trial and error, but definitely multitasking, um, try to minimize that. I think, you know, really trying to focus on, one thing at a time, one client at a time for sure, um, and just blocking that time and and allowing yourself a, a real and like kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, a realistic amount of work for that day, you know? Yeah. And I, I was of the same mindset too. I was not somebody who wanted to have all of these clients. I would much rather take on a bigger role with with clients and also like have that relationship grow and work right. long term because the as you get working with a client, those, the systems are going to come easier to the, the process, mm -hmm. what that client likes. Um, the longer that you work with them, the better the relationship grows. Um, and then you're not, ha like I said, not having as many clients, you're not trying to have to think, okay, like yeah. which client am I, am I on today? So I definitely agree with that too. The last thing I want to talk about is a lot of what we talked about at the beginning of this conversation is for those who are just getting started, kind of getting their feet wet, their business off the ground, what things can be supportive for them. Um, but for those people who are maybe at that place where you were after you, you know, you got your business off the ground and now you're like, okay, I, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so much that I can take on. I might need to start delegating to somebody else to be able to support my clients in a better way, to be able to support other clients um, in a different capacity. So can you talk to us about that transition when you're going from solo, I'm just, you know, I'm the one that's working with clients to maybe I need to hire my own VA or maybe I need to hire some support to handle specific parts of 
my client work that I don't want to do anymore. Um, or maybe like, it's not my sweet spot and I could bring somebody in that, that really can focus in on that with the client. So can you talk about that transition and delegating from that perspective? Yeah. So I think that for, for most everyone who needs to hire the, the biggest question is, is who, right? Who do I hire and what are they going to do? Because sometimes, I mean, and even in the VA world, you'll get clients looking for what they call is the ultimate unicorn, right? And that just doesn't exist where someone can be really good at two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So you really want to just be careful, I think, of make, like really asking yourself what would be um, the biggest help to me right now. And so like you said, it might be that you bring on someone else to help with the client work, or it might be, you know, I really don't want to do the marketing anymore. And I just want to do like have someone else handle my newsletters and social media. Or um, I think it's, you have to figure out where you want to be like your vision for the business in the next three to five years. And what does that mean to get there? And maybe like, who is the support that I need, whether it is helping me directly with the work or covering an area of the business that maybe I'm not super good at, right? So I think just kind of deciding those things. And when you're interviewing and putting it out there, try to get super specific on the job description as best you can. Obviously, in the beginning, there's not a lot that you can do um, because you just don't know. But getting as specific as you can as far as what this looks like, who you want the type of person to be. And honestly, be really, really picky because especially when it's your first hire, this is someone you're going to work with one-on-one a lot. And you want to make sure that the personality is a fit, the way they work is a fit, um, the way that you're asking them to communicate, like you've gotten really clear on how you best communicate so you can tell them what you need. Um, really just kind of putting yourself in their shoes because obviously you've been there when a client hires you. Like what information from day one was always so helpful to you and make sure that you're including that in your job description and onboarding process. Um, and don't be afraid to ask a lot of questions, a lot of situational questions, whatever it might be to help you make that decision. Um, and one thing that I will say, like when I first hired, what did I hire first? I hired an operations person first to help me with the operations side of the business, not client facing. Um, well, and I all actually I did two hires first. So I did that plus also um, someone to help with the client work as well. Um, and I let them know from the start, you know, you're, you're, I really like, I need help building this, building this plane while we fly it. Right. So again, setting clear expectations of, you know, I hope you're in this with me, like, let's build this together. Um, and just be willing to communicate what you're envisioning and also kind of take pauses along the way to reflect back maybe on what worked and what didn't and be, be very willing to adjust as needed as, you know, a boss now, right? You're moving from a solopreneur and working for other people to now shifting a total mindset. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do that, but it's rewarding. And it's really fun to see your business grow bigger than it could have when it was just you. Yeah. And I think you, you said it right when you said like you, you know what it's like to be on the other side. So I think it, it Mm -hmm. adds that unique position that you can bring to the table that for a lot of people, they haven't been on the flip side of the coin. They haven't right. been the one who comes in and supports. So you have, like, I, I think about that constantly too, because I, I know what it was like. I know what things I, I liked when clients did. And I know what, yeah. like, I am a person who 
who did like to hear that reassurance. I liked when somebody was like, that was really great. Thank you. So like, that is something now that I make sure that I do to anybody that I hire, anybody's on my team, because I know sometimes it can feel like, am I doing it right? Like, does she like this? Like, am I doing, you know, a good job? Um, so just bringing that unique perspective, like you said, I think it, it, it almost, I, it will serve you well. It can feel scary to hire. It can feel scary to let go a part of your business. It can feel scary to let go a part of your profit that you are making. Um, but it, definitely there, there comes a time where your business can only take you so far on your own right. and we can't get more hours in the day. Um, you know, even if we were working 24 hours, like that's all yeah. that we would have. And I'm sure you, your business, you don't want it to be a 24 hour thing. So um, it's a, definitely an exciting monument to be at, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm at a place in my, in my business where now I can ask for the support too. So, and I know you have some really great resources that can help people when they are getting to that place where they're um, looking to hire, you know, coming up with that job description. Like you said, sometimes that can feel like, I don't, what do I need? <laughs> um, so can you share some of those resources with us? And then also where my listeners can come learn more about you and what you do and everything that you have going on. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, have launched a digital product. It's called our the EA Handbook. And so basically what it is, is a job description and a full set of handbook resources for what an executive assistant does. Um, it's SOPs, best practices, resources, where it's really downloaded and plug and play for your business. But that way, someone who is coming into supporting you in your business is set up for success because they have the how to right versus um, there's just somewhere to start from a framework for this role to be successful. So we have seen a lot of business owners need a product like this. So we decided to create one. So um, super excited about that. And then our website is elevatebbsolutions.com. Um, that is where we live. And we're also same uh, Instagram tag as well. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link all of that stuff up, everything that Ashley talked about in the show notes. So you can go and grab that, check it out, go check out what she has going on. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing all of this with my audience. I know this is definitely going to help them, give them encouragement along the way if they're in those beginning stages, and then also give them something to strive for as they work towards delegating and hiring in the future. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.